92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where There's rubble and dust, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, you Morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Today on the Jeff Gawkins Show, let's see. We're going to have Jason Smith in the next segment. And we will have Chris Harrington straight up, as we do every single day, straight up at 10 o'clock. Uh, it is, in fact, a pretty pretty big day uh, as we, we bear down on football season. Uh, there's a snap in the air, wouldn't you say, Jeffrey? Still a snap in the air. It's, there's definitely some football weather out there's there. Some there's some football no weather question. out there, and there has been all week. Yes, and it's been glorious. In fact, I think we probably missed the fact that on Tuesday you thought it was false fall. In reality, it was probably it's just, just real fall. Falls just here. It's football think? season. It's oh, it's football season. Yeah. Uh, so football season uh, arrived. We have um, uh, college games next weekend, right? Uh, barely, barely. But yes, some indeed. Some you are correct, and we have uh, a full slate of exhibition games, preseason games. We uh, have starters playing. Your your guys are my playing. beloved Buffalo Bills um, starters for a quarter and a half um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which makes me a little bit nervous. And by the way, is a change uh, from last year. I so like it. you like it? Yes. It's funny though. Like I get it. They I get came the risk. Out flying last year. They didn't need. But they, I guess they have new. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, we have we have week two is kind of an interesting week because it's it, it, it's after it's this of, you're going to get no starters. But this is if you're going to play starters for any significant length of time, this would be the time. Week right? two preseason has become what week three preseason used to be. Used to be. I think that's exactly right. Um, and then we have tonight the dawning, the return. Of high school football. We had a little bit last week, but we have a real full slate of high school football. Did we have real games last week or just jamborees? Jamborees. Okay. And whatnot. Um, and, uh, and that includes for you, uh, I believe that your MUS Owls are active. The Owls are back, baby. Uh, playing Bartlett tonight. Playing Bartlett tonight at home? Indeed, it is at home. There are whispers out in the street that we could lose. Well, it's you know it's a, I, I, it's a football game. You know what? And they, they they say the most improvements between game one and correct. game two. Correct. And we did not have a jamboree. We always we just have scrimmages and stuff. So You'll be this, on the call. Indeed, I will be there with Coach Ray tonight. You will be seven ninety. So let me ask you this: We talk about there are things that you know return during the course of the year that are particularly meaningful. Obviously, when Saturdays crank up and. And uh, college football gets going. That feels like a moment and a season that has arrived again. Do you feel that way? Do you have a stirring in your chest because high school football is back? I'm just saying that there were rumors out there last night that I might have been watching like college bands playing their fight songs and intro, like to get ready <laughs> for it. Like it, there were whispers out there that that is what happened. I can neither confirm nor deny. Which is more Americana? Which is more American? High school football on a Friday night, college football on a Saturday, or the NFL on a Sunday? I think you have to say high school football because— I, By the way, how long has it even been on Friday night? Like when I was growing up, it was on Saturday. We, we, our games were on Saturdays. 
I, I don't Hamburg know the high school I, played on Saturdays. I do not know the like, history of that. Is it nights? It was at always been on under the lights. My at entire life has been nothing but, but Friday nights, nights. Friday nights. Yeah. Well, and Friday Night Lights is indeed the name of Correct. a series and a movie and a, everything else. And so you think the essence of America and football? Yeah, because everybody is goes Friday. to high school. Like everybody has a high. Like if you think about that's it, that's true. There's like, all you've, you and they've been the pep rallies and they've been the even if you didn't even one of these people who didn't go to games. And I think at every high school, what percentage do you think? Like I think about even in MES, even my my friends that didn't like sports, they went to the football games. Yeah, I think at a pub, big public high school like the one that I went to, sure. more like, people did not go to a game than went. Uh, uh, not just on a given night. That yeah. is certainly true. I graduated from a class of five hundred people, and there were not two hundred fifty students there. But even. Well, think, one, even think, even once during a season, did you go to a game? I would bet more of my high school classmates did not go to a single game than did. Football players went. The, the, the you know the, their girlfriends yeah. went. Uh, the people in that crowd went, but then the theater kids didn't go. Like they they they. No, they I mean, I they, think they, I. But I think it, it's a at MUS. It's a smaller, tighter. Correct. Every like you have you you're likely to have class with somebody yeah. like every every single yeah, person yeah, yeah and so I think it's a uh, I, I think it's a a different thing but you're exactly right like and it is just a great scene like you walk in there and there's the there's the concession stand staffed by there's parents. just nothing there's like the, the smell of that boiled <laughs> pot like that <laughs> boiled hot dog boiled that hot is, dog mm, I can't wait for my halftime dog the it's can- oh, they got it's the great candy out there. Do you think – okay, now, but do some high schools, don't they have the, the grills set up? Like, oh, sure. Like, some have the grilled hot dogs. And I, I'll be honest, prefer a grilled oh, hot dog. Well, there's no question. I would prefer good food to, to bad food. <laughs> I, I am. Let me be clear on that. But there is just something of that – there's something about walking in from the parking lot when you know you can just smell like, mmm, that smells like overpriced hot dogs. And then you hear the band and then sure. the, the – Yeah, you don't have uh, – you don't have the flag twirlers and stuff like that. What, no, we that, actually do have a band now. We we didn't really you have, have a marching that. band. I wouldn't say they're a marching band, but like they there's a band that will they play at halftime. What happens at halftime of your games? Usually at halftime, just the cheerleaders just go out there and do their thing. But you also got to remember at halftime. That's also like that's usually my break time. Like that's right. when I run and get my at a, at a big, halftime at a big, dog at a big public school. The band yes. is, and then and then that brings in everybody because there's hundred. You know, the, whatever, there's 80 people in the band. Sure. There's, across the four grades, there's certainly 80 people in the band. And so then all their parents are there, too. And they may not care about the football game particularly, or they might, but it is a, it is a hell of a gathering, and, um, and it's back. I was a little bit, to say I was concerned, um, like there were shootings at the Jamborees last week, I think, or two weeks ago. There have been two different places where there were shootings um, connected with these gatherings of football. And I saw my friend Jared Varlas musing about how, gosh, I hope that they don't have to stop playing football games at night in certain... Sure. At, 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 a, at schools where this has happened or whatnot. And, I mean, that would be a hell of a thing. Literally, if that's where we are, if we're to the point that we... Um, that there are so many guns in the community. I mean, here's the truth. At football games when I was growing up, there was the occasional fight sure. under the stands or whatever, or b- between. Yeah, yeah, it would be between opposing yeah, know, teams yeah. or under the stand. Like there, there's testosterone flying around, and there's the occasional fight. Just like in high school, whatever, they would be there. So-and-so, there'd be a fight break out in the hallway. Yeah. And uh, teachers would get involved and have to break it up. Or fight would happen out in the designated smoking area, outside, whatever. Or people would or people would meet meet up outside uh, after school to fight. What was the smoking nobody, area when you were in high school? Nobody. It is amazing we had designated smoking area. It was outside a designated smoking area. Otherwise, you couldn't walk into the bathrooms because they would be billowing with smoke. And so you, they, they, they moved it all outside. And there, there are pictures in my yearbook of people hanging out smoking cigarettes at the designated smoking area. Anyway, so, uh, but there were no guns. Like, there were no, there was the old-fashioned let's beat each other up. It was really, yeah, yeah, it, it was like quaint. Yeah. It was quaint. It was yeah. Rockwellian. Yes. 
And um, it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. And now, if you have a fight in high school, I think you'd be worried about a gun being pulled by some, particularly if multiple people are involved in the fight. Like, how the hell do you know someone doesn't have a gun? Well, I think to your point, I actually be less concerned during the school day, right? Because don't isn't there like metal detectors and whatnot? So, but during a football game, the, yeah, I guarantee the other, there's no. That's the other thing, by the way. We didn't have medical. Me, meta, Correct. Me, we didn't have. That's, we yes. didn't have metal detectors. I'm. I'm. Become, I'm sounding like a. Um, uh, mm-hmm. oh, remember those days, those halcyon days. Tell us about that, Grandpa. Caucus. Metal detectors yeah. and whatever else. Uh, did you walk? Did you walk meantime, uphill both ways? To in school? the meantime, we're spo- we have this special session that was supposed to be sort of about guns in the wake of the shooting in Nashville. That's next week. Um, the folks over at the University of Memphis, the Institute for so- Public Service Reporting, have a story up. That uh, uh, in the state of Tennessee, since 2013, which is when gun laws started to get wildly loosened in this state, 600 uh, children, 17 and under, uh, have been killed. And and everyone says it's not the guns; it's the it's the it's mental health, or it's not the guns; it's evil, or it's not the guns. It, let me ask you: Is do we have we become a? Is mental health changed that dramatically? Has is eagle evil more afoot? Uh, in 2019, 29 kids in the state of Tennessee, 17 and under, were killed by gunfire. In 2021, 85. So that is a massive school shooting uh, every single year that happens uh, in the state because the gun laws were changed. Uh, let's be honest. Um, and, uh, and so you have this situation now where people are wondering whether you can have Friday night football. But we do have Friday night football tonight. Jeffrey, I will tell you this. Are you at, pumped? At uh-huh. MUS, there will be Friday night football tonight. There will be Friday night football tonight. And you will eat a hot dog? Hell yeah, I will at halftime. You will eat a hot dog and at probably halftime. probably some popcorn, too. Um, we'll probably have Garibaldi's pizza. Do you Ugh. aspire to work football next Friday when presumably all things uh, – the way things are looking, you're going to be a dad. I do. the Jeff, the game plan, and again, sometimes, Jeff, you have to adjust your game plan. You can't just sit there and go, this is what we want to do. If the defense adjusts accordingly, you have to adjust accordingly. I am planning on to not miss a game. Of course. I, w- I would expect nothing less yes. from you. Anyway, uh, to all who celebrate. Successful people, Jeff, don't take a night off. To all who celebrate the return of. Uh, uh, High school football, now is your time. We will talk, um, obviously, we'll talk to Chris Harrington about the Grizzlies' schedule. He has a um, story up about it. There's been a lot of talk uh, yesterday. Presumably, if you care about the Grizzlies, you've already taken a look at the schedule. So we're not going to belabor all of it. Um, But... Jeff, I have to ask you one thing. My dad just texted me. He said uh at his high school there was was recess and the smoke break. (laughs) He also pointed he had this. A, they had a smoke break. Correct. Uh, he also uh, pointed out that both teachers and students would be smoking together during the smoke break for camaraderie. Did that happen? But, uh, I, uh, I, I'll be honest. I didn't ever. At your designated smoke I literally you... didn't ever go out there. Like I, I kind of tiptoed through high school. <laughs> like th- there was definitely a chance of, you know, are you going to get your brains beat in at any point? And um, and so like that was wait a, a the tennis area. and tuba player wasn't the and the and the tougher no was I, it the gold standard of it was, masculinity it, I, I should have had I was president of my senior class I should have had I should have had Secret Service protection going through the high going through the well that was for school. the student council president Come anyway on. here's my question among the things we could talk about you know, Jaws return all of that et cetera what are the most interesting games blah blah blah. There has been some attention paid to the fact that during NBA Rivals Week, Memphis is not a part of it. The Grizzlies not a part of NBA Rivals. Like, like the 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 wait, that's a thing. NBA Rivals Week is a thing by the NBA, and it's t- nationally tele- telecast games on Tuesday, January twenty third, Wednesday, January twenty fourth, Thursday twenty fifth, and Friday the twenty sixth. Okay, it's Rivals Week. They're making up. Yes, it's a thing. Okay. 
Is it a thing or is it a TV thing? It's a, it is no question a TV okay. thing. There it's, we go. It's something that they're trying to get us pumped about. They call them it Rivals Week. Mm-hmm. Just like, honestly, in college football, they name. What are the different weeks in college football? Well, Jeff, it depends. What are you, you talking about showdown Saturday? Or are you talking about? <laughs> what are the other ones? Uh, I mean, Rivalry Week was traditionally. Well, the that problem, was the week before Thanksgiving. The, the problem is now. There are no rivalries anyway. Yeah. People are going their separate ways. Anyway. here the third Saturday here, in October. Here are the rivalries on Rivalry Week. Okay. Okay? And see, what I, what I want you to think about is... Does this count as a rivalry? Well, A, are these legit rivalries? Yeah. But then the separate question is, Memphis was excluded. Listen, it is hard, as Chris Harrington wrote, to find reason to take offense to this schedule. Yes, they went from 18 nationally televised games to 13 nationally televised games. 13 is more than they had ever had except for last year. And by the way, after Ja returns, 12. they got 12 of them. Yes. So th- th- uh, it, probably if you'd prorated that, if he was here for the whole year, you might hell, you might have been up to 18 again or close. Like, there's no doubt that the NBA believes that people want to watch Ja. From this first game when he returns, which is nationally televised, and onward we go, there are 12 nationally televised no, games, Eric, including Eric's, a fabulous game against Golden State on MLK. Day. Eric said on the afternoon show, if Ja were be, if Ja were playing the whole season, they would have 20, and I, I think he's probably right. So it's hard, it's been hard to find reason to take offense, and so I'm looking for it for you. And so my question would be... Doing the Lord's work here. Who would be, if you're going to be grumpy about this, and you're okay. going to say the Grizzlies... At the end of this, I'd like you to focus on this question. Who would be the rival that you would put in Rival Week? Here we go. Here's who they, who they have. Okay. The, on, on, the, on the 23rd, they've got the Knicks against Brooklyn and the Lakers against the Clippers. Hard to argue with that, isn't it? Now, whether they're, you know, they're, they're cross, they're literally, they're cross-town cross rivals. rivals. I mean, the, the, the very definition of it. Do they, call, do they call the Knicks in Brooklyn now the Subway Series? Don't know. Okay. It's a little weaker, okay, substantially weaker on the 24th. All right. 24th, you've got the Suns and the Mavs. I mean, that's the Kyrie KD thing. Yep. Like, it's, not, it's not the teams, it's those two but guys. But that's legit. Yeah. But then you have OKC and the Spurs. What the hell? What? what? Is that, are they trying to set up Wimbanyana and Chet Holmgren? It could be the two Maybe. giants. It could be the two giants. Maybe that's it. What would be what would be deliciously ironic is if uh, if if Popovich sat Wimbledon for that game. <laughs> that would be amazing. All right, Thursday the twenty fifth. It picks up. All right, uh, you've got the Celtics and the Heat. All right, that's totally fair. Yeah, right. Sure. And you've got Sacramento and Golden State. Those two teams had uh, just had absolutely they, right? they just had big playoff series against each other. <sighs> Seven game series against each other. Okay. Then we have on uh the 26th we've got the Mavs again against Atlanta. I mean there's the Trey That's Young the Trey Young Luka Doncic that, that angle. Is, and under no circumstance is that a freaking rivalry. Correct. It's just They're not. not even in the same conference. They barely play. Yeah. Okay, and then the 26th we also have the Blazers and the Spurs. I uh, I mean, the fact that the Blazers are even getting national what? TV games is is remarkable to me. And then on Saturday the 27th, we've got the Heat and the Knicks. Okay, that one I can't – I mean, whatever. It's it's my – it's it's New York City versus New York City South. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you can get a good bagel in yeah, both places. exactly. Right? Um, the Sixers and the Nuggets – Interesting that the Nuggets don't appear until just now. Embiid, Embiid versus yeah, that's Jokic. That's what I, that mean, is. I mean, that's that that's legit. And then the Lakers against the Warriors. I mean, they played again in a playoff series. I think the worst of these, because at least with OKC and San Antonio, you can say, "All right, yeah, let's go with Wim, the two Wim giant Banana, people." Yeah, for right? sure. But I think the worst one is it's the Spurs is, Blazers. Is, the Spurs, Blazers, but then also the Mavs and Hawks is not at all. A, yeah, but at least like you can make there's the, a thing. There is a what, thing. What, what is the through what do you line? Like, Trey, or, yeah. What's the theme? Okay, but here's of my question: Portland and do the Spurs. Grizzlies have a rival? And if they do, is it Golden State? And if it's Golden State, do we have to concede 
that it's fine to call someone a rival. You can call some rival all you want, but if they've got two or three rivalries more than yours that are more important than yours, we see this in college football all the time. Sure, right? Ah, uh, they're a rival. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, not really. Like they, we, we don't, we don't. Con- I suppose a lot of people think of Alabama as a rival, right? Sure. But Alabama is going to say no, thank you. We got Auburn. Well, Alabama is mainly a foe, and we got and we got Alabama, and we've got we got Auburn as our rival. We've got Tennessee as a rival, and so if you at LSU think of Alabama as a rival, you're going to have to get right. in line. Right, I think you bring. So, a- don't you have to get in line because I think you have to say that Sacramento and uh, and 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 Golden State is richer just because of geography. Yeah, sure. And the playoff series, and um, and I, actually, I mean, and the Lakers. I, I don't know. Like, is that really a? Rival? I mean, that's like a LeBron Steph thing. There's, LeBron more, there's more history between LeBron do, and Steph. Does Mem- do the Grizzlies have a rival? If if they were gonna, if the Grizzlies were going to be included yeah. here. Who would you have pitted them? I actually think you bring up an interesting point. For a city that always has a chip on its shoulder, we're kind of lousy with rivalries. Like, think about it. Who's who are the Tigers' biggest rival right now? In conference, nobody. I, They're all gone. But I'm just saying, like in general, like who are the Tigers? Like who's somebody that Tigers they play regularly? No in the end, let's be honest. Tigers. Yeah, we, we are rivalry poor. Yes. All we got is Nashville. Yeah. And let's be honest, Nashville doesn't and, and, look at us as a rival. And honestly, that doesn't even feel like – I felt like it's in a, high it's school – It's a route it was, at this point. It was way more intense, I feel like, still in high school. Now it's just like whatever. It's not, it's not, it's not whatever. Yeah. yeah. Both, like, by, by the way, I feel like from our perspective, it's like whatever. They're, they're yeah, Nashville. they're just different. It's, yeah. It's, it's not it's, – it's, like We've you moved on. Everyone's moved on. But I, I, think you're, I think you're right. The interesting thing to me is – Who is the – Are they who, trying to set up maybe a New Orleans rivalry? I think probably, if you're being honest about it, if if the question is, what team gets Memphians blood boiling the most? If that's how you defied the rivalry, I think it's the Warriors. That's the Warriors. Yeah, it's 100. It used to be the Clippers. It's been diminished because Dylan isn't here anymore. But that's still it. Dr- I, I Dylan, think it only Draymond, got, dimi- I think it only got diminished because we just didn't play them. You last got year. two elite guards. You got like it, and it's. It's been good, and honestly, it's it's deeper than the Sacramento one. Oh, for sure. So you could they could have made they could have they could have subbed in the Grizzlies in rivalry week for that yeah, but they're Sacramento not gonna, game. But like I believe last year of the ten highest rated NBA games, nine were Lakers games. They're just not. Right. Right. Like, no, they're not they, gonna. They could have they could have been there instead of Sacramento. Okay, fine. They could have been there instead of, sure. instead of Sacramento. But I think you're right. The rivalry that is. A potential rivalry that has never felt like one is New Orleans. Yes, and that one Zion. makes the most sense. And hey, Zion never plays. Yeah. Zion never plays. Now there was a moment in there where it felt like the Pelicans were kicking your ass every time. Yes, and even that was you, you were finishing higher than them, but they like kind of kick your yeah, ass. Exactly. And so they were they were irritating. But irritation is not the fundamental thing when you think about uh, a rivalry. Yes. Let me ask you this though. Do rivalries really matter in – I think that you, your point about the University of Memphis is, mm-hmm. a, is a really good one. Like, at least the last year, you're thinking, all right, Louisville's gone, whatever else, but Houston. Yeah. We, we can look forward to Houston. Yeah. I think rivalries really matter in college football. Good, bad, that and game. And basketball, too. At, I, I think in, college in, sports. In, in yeah. College sport, in college sports. But in pro sports – I don't think they even, with all due respect, I don't think they matter that much. They like, they shift so much. They even the Lakers Celtics, which is sort of the biggest all time rivalry, doesn't really have. I mean, the 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 old Washington Dallas football rivalry isn't really a rivalry anymore. It only depends on. I don't think rivalries matter as much, and maybe in college football they will come to not matter as much because they very clearly haven't mattered very much to the people who care about conferences. It seems like college football is going to be more like the NFL where... Just quality. It's just universal exactly. quality of teams, and so you're playing good teams every week, so you don't have to like, like focus do you, do on Do you rivalries. get more fired up on Patriots week than you do for, I don't know, just your hey, you're playing... No, no th- like now that it's over, yeah. that now that... They haven't. The Bills haven't lost 18 straight to the Patriots. Yeah. Do I emotionally care more about the Pats game than the Jets game? Absolutely not. I, I think it just it boils down to like you just so know like a good. big game. Exactly. Who's good? Who's in your division? Who's good? Yeah. 
There's no, there's no emotional. Like, and I think that the fact is, is that is the Bills. The Bills Bengals game last year felt bigger than any Bills Pats game or any Bills Jets course. game. Yeah. And it, it, it. Bills Chiefs was. I mean, remember, like, remember that show? Remember last year that the Bill, the Bills going to play the Chiefs? Like that felt like the biggest game. That felt like the biggest game yeah, of the year at that I point. I guess, is that all right? Yeah, I don't think they matter as much. And I guess I, that's why, I, I, listen, I'm not really at all upset about the fact that the, the, the Grizzlies aren't included in the rivalry. It just struck me there is no. The, the rival, if there is one, the only one it really could be is Golden State, and they've got other fish to fry over there. And then it's New Orleans who people are trying to force as a rivalry, and that's fine. Um, there was, uh, I saw someone who did a list of, over at The Athletic, they did a list of 50 games I want to watch or 40 right. games I want to watch. And the game that they raised, asking whether it's a rivalry, the one game that was on this list was Grizzlies-Minnesota. Yeah, so the NBA is clearly trying to make that a thing. Is it a thing? Well, I don't, I don't know, but they're trying to make it a thing. Could it be a thing? Two of those... Two of those three games are national TV games and not NBA TV, like real national TV games. I mean, you got stars or potential stars. I guess because they played a playoff series, but... And they played a playoff series. Maybe it's kind of the inverse of what we're talking about, where the Grizzlies don't... You know, the Grizzlies aren't anyone's biggest rival, but maybe Minnesota feels the same way about... Minnesota looks at Memphis and says, you're it, we're coming for you? Perhaps. Anyway, uh, the things that everyone talked about are, of course, uh, the things that, that we could talk about. We'll talk about with Chris a little bit more. Uh, at this point, we know that the uh, Ja is scheduled to return, uh, if, all things, uh, if all things go go well, December 19th at New Orleans. And as Jeffrey pointed out, after that, they've got 12 games that are on national <laughs> including television. Including that one. <laughs> yeah, inc- that one, and then, and then 11 more, including an MLK game against Golden State. Jeffrey, uh, right now, you have, uh, I'm g- giving you tickets. Okay. On the floor. I should have prepared for this. I'm giving you tickets on the floor. All right. For three games. All right. Number one MLK and you game. You get to have three games. You want the MLK game against Golden State? I think Golden also State. because of the time. I think I could actually make it there. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 That's tr- uh, there, there, there is that. I, I guess if you're factoring parenthood in, that's different. Um, so that's one. Okay, my second is probably God. I can't believe I'm doing. I'm not this. sending you on the road, so you can't go to that game. I, I know. I'm, I'm just doing home games. Um, I think I'm going to do the first Lakers game at the end of the month. It was like a Wednesday night, and at the end of March, the first Lakers game. Correct. And then I'm going to I'm going to do a value play here. I'm going to say that the West is going to be relatively jumbled up. So give me the Denver game to close the season. The final the final game of the, the Denver regular game to close the season. The Grizzlies end with the Lakers and Denver. Correct. And it's a fabulous time to have them cuz they're not pl- well, depending on whether you want to see stars or you want a W. Yeah. Like those oh, are I want W. Those are two potential losses what? during the regular. If you were playing them in December, they mm-hmm. are two potential losses. You play them the last two games of the season, the Lakers and Denver, if you need to win them. Now, that's probably true of any opponent you're going to play. Like, th- there's a good chance they might be sitting someone. If there's, But if you need to win those games, it feels like, and they might be in some must-win Hold situation. On. I, gotta, I, gotta, I might have to redo. It feels like you're likely going to be able to win those games. It's a perfect time. That's not a perfect time if you want to see LeBron and if you want to see, depending on, again, it depends on what your motivation is. If you want to see Jokic and you want to see LeBron, that's not a good time to have them come to town. But if you want wins in those last two games, that's a perfect time to have them come to town. Okay, I'm trying to make sure. Is that Masters weekend? very well be Jokic may not even make the trip here, and uh, LeBron may even may, may, may All not right, make I'm changing the trip my here. That was Masters Sunday, so I'm uh, I'm taking out Denver. I, I screwed up there. Why, why, why would you have ever wanted it? Well, because I'm making the I'm making the I'm risking that that's going to mean something you for think the Grizzlies. It might, okay, because I think the West is going to be jumbled up. Oh, so, so you think it will mean something for everybody? You think it'll those will be a big game? I'm hoping it doesn't mean something for Denver, but it does mean something for okay. the Grizzlies. Uh, but I'm throwing it out because it's Masters Sunday. Uh, How about New Year's Eve, Sacramento, home? How about New Year's Eve? New- Absolutely not. I hate New Year's Eve. That's to me. That's why it's a good game because there's, co- it, there, there's big football on that night. That's true too, but to me, it gives you something to do for those people who hate New Year's Eve. 
You got a Grizzlies game, then you come home. You don't have to wait up much Jeff, too that's long. That's an NFL Sunday. You don't have to wait up too long. Before, okay, that's a problem. That's an NFL Sunday. Yeah, I'm not priorities, even, no, man. Notice I'm not even you're, looking at that. Yeah, you're cross-referencing. How about um, how about the Thanksgiving game between Durant and the Suns? With, with I do, the, love, I do love the Thanksgiving. I do love the Black Friday. But again, the you're, NFL you're took over Black Friday. No, you're right. Thanks be to the commission, he gave us he gave us NFL football on Black Friday this year, and to Jeff Bezos. I think I'm How taking. How about Josh I'm taking first Milwaukee. home game with the Indiana? Pacers. I'm taking the last game before the All Star break. I'm taking the Milwaukee TNT home game, and it's at seven thirty. There's like a there's one TNT home game. It's like a nine o'clock tip at home. All right, we will. Uh, do you like to start? By the way, let's go. Let's 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 last exercise on this schedule thing, and then we'll and then we'll take a break, and we'll talk to Jason Smith, and then Chris Harrington. We'll revisit all the schedule stuff with Chris Harrington. Um, but uh, let's predict the first ten games. All right, after ten games, what will the record be? No, John Moran, obviously, uh, but we're going to assume good health on the part of everybody else. All right, let's go through. Minus Brandon Clark, of course, right? Yes, that's of course. My dependent, but we're going to assume Stephen Adams. All right, let's say let's say a one and one start. Well, go ahead, give us give us the game. So New Orleans at home to open the night. We're going to say that's a dub. I'm going right? to say dub. Yep. Then we get Denver at home, and while people point out that the Grizzlies play Denver pretty well at home, let's just say it's a split. let's. I think totally fair. Split okay. those games. Yep. Now let's focus up and let's go get a win in DC the next night uh, at at the hello Tyus. Correct. But uh, see you, Tyus. Correct. Two to one. Yeah. I think in the nation's capital. Uh, as is tradition, we play Dallas in October. Uh, that's a home game. We'll uh, give it to him? Give him, the, give him the W? I guess let's give, let's give him the W because it'll be Marcus Smart's get, first home game against Luka, and let's say he rises to the moment. Luka's Electric tall. environment. Luka's very tall. Yeah, but but he's... But like right, Marcus we'll, we'll is like call strong. it three and one. But next game that looks close, we're gonna go. We're gonna give him right. go the other direction. So we're giving half wins. Okay. Yeah. At Utah, four and one. At Portland, and that five is an and NBA one. Cup game. Five. They're they're five and Correct. one at this point. They're off to a rollicking start. At Portland again, six and one. Okay. Miami at home. I think that's this that's is, we'll, where, we'll, yeah. we'll give this one back. Six and two. Utah at home NBA Cup game. Seven and two. Okay. At the Clippers, I don't. I think it's totally reasonable that they're going to get off to an eight and two start, but they won't. Right. I kind of agree with you. And then at the Lakers, I mean, let's not forget we don't exactly know what this is going to look like without Ja. Well, we also like I don't know the first, and there is no Tyus to sort of the first uh, well, like two months of the year are always weird. Remember yeah. Utah was like a yeah. Remember Utah yeah. started out like gangbusters. No, okay. Right now, I am giving you Jeffrey. As we sometimes do, I'm going to offer you. You can lock this in. You can take it, or you could play play out the games. All right. I'm going to give you a six and four. Yeah, I'm taking that. Really? Yeah. You and I just predicted they would go eight and two as we break it down, but you would take six and four. 100. percent Because you know what we do. Wow. You know what we do when we look at schedules. Yes. What do we, we do? We totally forget like flying across the country matters. And they're flying across the country. Multiple times. Well, yeah, and everyone will have hope. Portland will have hope. Like sure. everyone's going to be playing like, the guts out, and there's no jaw, and like whatever. You would take six and four. Yes, that's interesting to me because I, I, I certainly would take seven and three. I would absolutely one hundred percent take seven three. Would I take six and four? Not sure. All right, we're uh, we're going to talk Jason Smith next, then Chris Harrington. Um. Couple things I need to get to Jason about that I've heard on his show this week of, of great interest, and so we'll talk to him uh, in a moment. Before that, uh, let me tell you: if disaster strikes, nine zero one respond is the phone number. Nine zero one respond, uh, service master by Cornerstone. If a tree falls on your house, if you got a uh, water damage, smoke damage, uh, any of that, uh, service master by Cornerstone is there for you. I was. I was texting with my friend Echo Day yesterday. She did the piece, the first piece up at the for the Covington paper about the amazing work that Service Master by Cornerstone did getting those schools um, ready. Back to, running, yeah. Yeah, well, they had to build the whole new schools. Yeah. 
<laughs> whole new schools because the other ones were destroyed. Temporary schools. She said they look, they're incredible. They're really, really nice. She said they're really, really nice. Anyway, if they can do that for a whole community, they can certainly do it for you. They've got a uh, uh, 24-hour phone line. They're locally owned, locally operated, franchise of the year, according to ServiceMaster, meaning they're number one in the United States. Uh, once again, it is 901-RESPOND. Back in a moment with Jason Smith. We'll do that next. Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Missing your NFL team's out-of-market games? Not a great plan. A much better plan? Switch to my plan from Verizon and get NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV on us with eligible phone purchase and unlimited plus. That's a value of up to $449. Get every out-of-market game every Sunday afternoon. Switch to my plan at your Verizon store today. And for a limited time, get NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV on us with eligible phone purchase and unlimited plus. It's your Verizon. $449 value applies to NFL Sunday ticket season 23-24 only. Additional terms and embargoes apply to NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube. No refunds. AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And, I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This your captain. Better buckle your seatbelts for this one. I saw my passport expired, so I went to Staples, got a passport photo lickety split. While I was there, I grabbed some tiny travel soap and shampoo. <laughs> I should have got some from my co-pilot. Just kidding, Brad. Staples has everything for travel. 10-minute passport photos, luggage, headphones, even personal travel items. And now at Staples, get $10 off your purchase of $30 or more when you buy a travel service. Staples, your first stop to non-stop travel. Ends 916. In-store only. Exclusions apply. Life is full of ifs. If you see potential in every day, if you push for that promotion, and even bigger ifs like if you say, I do. If you can cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, if you can safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, the if in life becomes less iffy. Regions Life Banking makes it possible. If you're interested. Let's talk about the if in life. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regents Bank, member FDIC. Gabe Kuhn here for FanDuel Sportsbook, and it's my favorite time of year. Football season is quickly approaching, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets back for every single victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K, and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. 
$10 deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Don't miss the 2023 Mempho Music Festival, September 29th through October 1st at Radiance Amphitheater in the Memphis Botanic Garden. Featuring the Black Crows. My Morning Jacket. Turnpike Troubadours and many more. The 2023 Mempho Music Festival, September 29th through October 1st. Tickets on sale now. See the full lineup and get your tickets at memphofest.com. The false frequencies of real creative energy live, celebrating 50 years of hip hop. One set, one night. With myself, LL Cool J, and the roots as the musical backbone. Featuring DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Z Trip, Rakim, Dougie Fresh, Big Boy, Juvenile, Slick Rick, Jadicus, MC Light, and more. This Tuesday night, FedEx Forum. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. Don't miss LL Cool J and friends. The false, gonna be galactic, baby. The second half of the baseball season is here, and each game means a little, a little bit, bit more. We're talking pennant races and wild card chases, with each pitch bringing us closer to the playoffs. The free Odyssey app lets you listen to live play-by-play of your local team. So no matter what you're up to, you'll never have to miss another game. Download the free Odyssey app today and keep baseball close by all summer long. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Trying to lower your bad cholesterol isn't easy. Kale and spinach? Okay, let's pick up the pace. Remember to take your statin. But today, it's possible to go from struggle to cholesterol success with Lecvio. Proven to lower bad cholesterol with just two doses a year after two initial doses. You've got this. So if you're ready for a change, ask your doctor about adding Lecvio. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. It is not known if Lecvio can decrease problems related to high cholesterol such as heart attacks or stroke. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call one 833 Ask your doctor about twice yearly Lecvio. That's L E Q V I O. Hey, Kathy, what if I want to change my insurance plan? Steve, State Farm is here for your what ifs. So what if I want to change from a radio dude to a zookeeper? (laughs) State Farm is here for your what ifs. Call or text Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle, 901-767-7744. My team would love to help you with your what-ifs. We're not as cute as Jake, but we're better looking than a lizard. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Football season quickly approaching. FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, anywhere, you pick the winner. You get bonus bets during the season every time that they win. So uh, if you're Jason Smith, you, you, you bet on the Bears to win the Super Bowl. And then every time you the Bears win during the season, you're going to get bonus bets. You can use it on player props, over-unders, whatever you want over at FanDuel. FanDuel.com. It's FanDuel. Dot com slash Calkins. That's the promo code that'll unlock this special offer. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. And it's kind of fun. Like, you pick your team, and then you're literally you're collecting these bonus bets all year long. Again, it's FanDuel.com slash Calkins. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. It must be 21 or older. President Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issues. Non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus 50 bucks unless specified otherwise. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem. Call Tennessee Red Light 1-800-889-9789. Joined now by Jason Smith every single day from 11 to 2. Jason, some may not know this, but Jason was, I may not remember this, 
really a legendary prep reporter for the commercial appeal back in the day. So when Friday Night Football comes along, Jason, do you find yourself getting antsy, getting that feeling in the... Normally you'd be, you know, you'd be... Back in the day, you'd be heading out to a game tonight. Uh, first off, don't take the Bears on that FanDuel new customer. <laughs> take, uh, take the Chiefs. Take the Chiefs because you're going to win 12 games at least, uh, 11, 12 games. It's probably you're going to get paid all year, and you're probably going – there's a good chance you're going to win the Super Bowl. So you get paid all – don't take the Bears. I was, win pandering. I was pandering, but Jason. Bears, I was pandering. Well done. Yeah. Uh, now on, on, on your question, uh, no, I don't. I don't, I, don't get the, I don't get the old feeling. I, I will say, listening to Jeffrey talk about the, the hot dogs, it did, it did kind of throw me back to, you know, concessions and the halftime and going and running and getting the – uh, seeing if I can, you know, uh, scarf down a little plate of nachos. Uh, I used to do that stuff. And and listen, that the pageantry of it, all that, I agree with you guys. Like that's the fun part of it. Uh, but as a as a as a preps writer, man, when you when you when that game starts up and you're keeping your own stats, it's work, baby. Oh, it's awful. And so y'all, and and I tell you what, I don't, you know, it's not. I'm not saying I don't miss them to to say that I don't value them because it was it was my those prep days were my foundation. Randy Bruce led me freelance when I was still over at the University of Memphis as a as a journalism student letting me freelance high school football games was literally my way in and so I, I absolutely look back on it fondly um, but I'm glad to have uh, I'm glad to have to, to have moved up the ladder you know the old days Jeff you know this John kind of kind of got to circumvent all that stuff but you and and that's the new way and you look at the Anthony Sains of the world and now there you make your own path in terms of of uh, journalism or media or whatever you want to call it these days. But uh, for me, it was still, hey, man, you get the preps job. Hey, that's great. Work your way up. Uh, eventually might get a shot at the uh, at a bigger beat. And that's the way I came up. And so I look at those days as sort of my foundation, Jeff, those Friday nights uh, out, was- at, uh, you know, out at Howley, out at Whitehaven, at, at, at Central, all those days, man, I – I, 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 you know, thinking about it, I kind of do miss them in a way, but I, but I don't in terms of the, the work. Well, there was work. Back, back in the day, like it was, it was, you had to go find a place to file. It wasn't always like oh we, we didn't have hotspots on our phone. So you'd have to go find a place yeah, to yeah. file. Some, at one point you needed a plug into the wall in order to a phone in order to well, file. My thing, my thing was most of the time, I mean, there was no wireless in so many right. of these places that I was, so you'd have to you know, beeline it and speed down to the CA to try to beat the deadline back there. Oh, and, and nobody, nobody had taught me. They don't teach you deadline writing in college, you know? So, it, I mean, uh, smoking on the way back to the <laughs> CA, like hot boxing, hot boxing a black and mild on the way back to the CA, just hoping I could make deadline was, was stressful as hell. But tough, no, man. I mean, yeah. The, and, and I tell you what, 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 what really changed. It really helped us was when, you know, some of these uh, restaurants, Chick-fil-A, whatever would get that wireless and you, you didn't have to make that run down to the CA. You could file a story from a parking you know, lot. I don't know. A, you could yeah, go to McDo- outside lot. of McDonald's. You could go outside I, I, of McDonald's. I can't tell you how many stories I filed from the outside of a McDonald's <laughs> right. when I was covering preps. And so, uh, yeah, thinking back on them is fun, man. But it was a uh, it was hard. But it, it it made me work hard. It made me uh, uh, understand that I need to do this and, and and build my way up. Who were the best high school football players you covered during your period, or the best? high school football stories you covered during your days as prep writer at the CA? Well, I mean, you had a guy on a few weeks back, maybe it's about a month ago now, Bill Courtney, and that Manassas story. I I had covered uh, that Manassas team for a while. They hadn't done anything. Bill Courtney comes over, and, I, you know, you know the piece, Jeff, wrote a piece on O.C. Brown, who was one of the kids on that Manassas team. And this was after, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this now because this is right after Blindside. You know, and you got Bill Courtney over at Manassas and, you know, a whole white savior thing, all that. People used to, you know, Bill Courtney would tell you the story of how those kids over there when he first came in terms of volunteering, they looked at him, well, you just here to drop off a turkey on Thanksgiving and leave? And that right. was Bill's thing. No, I'm not going anywhere. I, I wrote a story about O.C. Brown who was coming up out of that out of that program, had had Bill Courtney's assistance, obviously, with a, you know, uh, there, a, a bunch of other hands. But I wrote that story, eventually the – the documentary folks come into the CA and, and it becomes, you know, an Oscar winning documentary. I mean, that's, that's certainly one of the, in terms of best guys though. I mean, you know, the, in terms of guys I covered, um, I don't know, you'd have to put, you know, Marlon Brown pretty high on the list who ended up in the, in the NFL. I, I would tell anybody and I have on our show in terms of pure talent, in terms of when I first saw him in the Jamboree and I said, Oh my God, who is that? 
guy by the name of Greg Cooper, and I will never forget his name because his, the Greg was spelled G-R-A-I-D. Right. And I think ended up with Philadelphia, but went on with the Philadelphia Eagles. Like got a cup of, you know, a cup of coffee in the NFL, but didn't make it. It had injury issues. But just in terms of pure best high school player I ever saw, dude, he was a stud. But I, I mean, I covered, you know, Antonio Hefner, who I believe it was Lou Holtz, maybe South Carolina. He started with. He was a quarterback over Melrose. Was a stud. Uh, both of Xavier Crawford's sons. Uh, Aaron, and then the one who ended up with all the trouble in juvenile court and all that, both of them were studs. Um, what yeah, was the best, what was the best scene? Fun. Where was the best scene? I the mean, scene was always best at Melrose. Melrose always, is great. Always Melrose Stadium. I, I tell the story about you know the the, the turkey legs and the just the <laughs> smells of just the smells of Orange Mound. But obviously, you know, back then it'd be a lot. You, you know, you'd have it was a party on Friday nights uh, uh, in Orange Mound for that Melrose football team. And the best part about it, Jeff, is you know the, where that school's located. And the stadium, you got to walk a few blocks. Right. And that team would make walk the walk through, this, through, through the, the neighborhood. You know the story. So we wrote it, it so yeah. many times. Yeah. You've covered it. You've seen it. And, there, dude, people would come out on their porches, and there was so much pride. It was Orange Mound's team. It was the neighborhood's team. It wasn't just some school team. And every year it was like, okay, what's Melrose got? If they reloaded, what they got coming in? Because they were always replacing, you know, four or five-star athletes. And so that, that was, to me, always the best scene out of Melrose. I wonder if – I mean, I, it's been a while since I've been to high school games. I, and Jeffrey, you know, it, it clearly is alive and well at MUS, and he's looking I'm forward to it. I wonder if yep. it's an endangered – I mean, I'm, I mentioned earlier the, the gunshots at some jamborees, but just then you also have fewer people playing football. I do wonder if we're going to look up in 15 years and high school football and Friday nights will mean uh, what they have meant. I, and I, I imagine now it's the same as it ever was fundamentally if you go yeah. to any high school this – this Friday, but I do wonder if it's in peril. Listen, I mean, I mean, it, you know, I, I didn't say this on our show, but it, but that jamboree at Cordova it touched home because my wife was out there working. Wow, she was one of the ones. She was one of the ones running away. She's she's at you know I probably shouldn't be saying, but she's at the gate, you know, one and was right in the middle of everything. And I think those shots came from the parking lot, but it sent everybody out into a stampede. And I, we'd had another shooting wow. this year, last year. Folks thought they heard a shot at Central. A couple girls had fought, but what resulted was a stampede. Same thing. And you can have people run over out there and everything. And so it, it you know, my wife called as she's as she's running back to her car. I'm coming home. They've cut this thing off, and I, I I'm like, my gosh, I'm like, we can't even have this. You know, we, we we can we not have a high school event now without shots being fired? I mean, we've you know, we, this, this isn't something new. We've seen shot fired in high school, you know, during games. I mean, this is going back for a while now. And, no, Jeff, I don't think we've got to shut it down or not play them at night. I think we've got to up the security presence uh, at these places, whether it's with, you know, Memphis and Shelby County school security officers, with the help of Memphis police officers, Shelby County, whatever. We can – and it's the same thing downtown. If you establish enough of a presence, right, then you keep, you keep it from getting, you know, that, a small presence of, of officers getting overpowered. And so, no, I think there's a way to do it. Um, but it is, you know, to, to, to be that close to it, um, you know, there were, there were, it, it was, you know, I, I was, I was scared for her. Like there was no promise that she doesn't get run over by some kids trying to get out of there and no fault of their own. Uh, it's, 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 it's tragic that we can't go a week or two without some story about this. But I do think, man, just throw, you know, that, that's, you know, throw more at it, throw more personnel at it. And I think that's, that's at least one option. Uh, probably the best option you've got at this point because I don't think you're changing people. I don't think you're, you know, you're. Th- did you see one of the cars pulled over in that? It was one adult and three juveniles, dude. The guy that fired the guns probably the freaking adult. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we can sit up here and say, oh, it's our youth, our youth, and half of the problem probably is, um, but half the time you got adults, you know, in super uh, supervisory roles, and they're the one, they're the ones wilding out, man. So so I don't know what yeah. you do, Jeff, but I think in these situations with high school football. You just got to throw more personnel on it. Uh, okay, a few other things I wanted to get to. One is we were talking about the Grizzlies are left out of rivalry week, but then it got into a larger question. Does the University of Memphis have a rival right now? Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about basketball. Cause or football. football. Or, yeah, is there yeah, a rival, well, period? Is there any, does it either, either of those teams have a rival? Well, I think Memphis basketball does. It just doesn't want to play you. And that rivalry would be up in Knoxville with Tennessee. It's the head coach particularly. Uh, that's it. That's the problem. I think that's the closest thing to a real one wow. you have. 
It's, like a, rival you know, that, you, it's a rivalry that doesn't play. You know, right. you know, you played Cincinnati a ton of times, but even the rivalry part of that felt like it was gone, and now they're gone. I mean, Houston, it was certainly building into one, and part of a rivalry is you've got to have the wins on both sides. And Penny Hardaway did that last year. You know, they had done it before, but you knock them off when it counts in the AAC tournament, and now they're gone. So, if I, I, you know, you look around at what's, what's still in the room with you, there's really – I mean, I, you know, you, it, okay, who's the last – suspect i mean it's 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 pretty weak and so it's really folks that you know it's really tennessee folks you'd love to have back on quite frankly that's probably the most real robbery right now i mean i you know back in the day i guess uab would count but there's nothing there right now there's no passion for that robbery uab hadn't done anything to you to make it a rivalry uh, uh and so you know i don't in, in terms of rivals right now it's unfortunate for the tigers that you know, I don't think there really is one that's on your schedule right now. Tennessee is the natural one and the real one, uh, but they don't want to play you. It feels like, separate topic, it feels like maybe more than anyone else on uh, on this station, you're sort of holding Ryan Silverfield's feet to the fire. I just, I, I, I just, I, I feel like there's a, been a moving of the goalposts. Last year was supposed to be about putting yourself in, I've said this over and over, but it's, uh, it's me, it, it's me saying where we were last year. Put yourself in position to uh, to be able to take over this year, to be in the mix, this, uh, to be higher than fourth in terms of the preseason poll. They're not. Ryan Silverfield can't control that. And listen, I'm not rooting against him. Uh, I, I, I'd like to see a 9-3 and three or a 10-2 season. I think, quite frankly, with that schedule, that's where he should be. But in terms of going back to moving the goalposts, this, this, this apathy, this, this lack of urgency, you and I, we've talked about it before, even here on your show. I just I don't get it. And particularly if there's a chance, Right, because the big question was, who do you go get? You know, mate, those five years were outlier years. There's no promise you'll get back to that, and there isn't. But there's a guy right now sitting on his couch watching his girls play volleyball named Justin Fuente that's done it before. And if I can, if I can make a move, again, this is saying if Ryan Silverfield doesn't produce again this season, produce results that get people excited about Tigers football, how is it not sort of similar, very similar to the situation you had with Tubby, attendance dropping, certainly not as – not, not to the, uh, you know, the critical mass point there was for Tubby, but we just saw it, 11,000 season tickets. So how is this not sort of the same thing where there could be an opportunity, again, if you go 6-6, six and six, if it's not uh, uh, better than mediocre, there could be an opportunity to go to get a guy that it'd be less risky than Penny because this guy's been a head coach. This guy's got something to prove again, and in many ways it would be home for him. And so and maybe you can't get Fuente, but my point is, okay, there's an option. Or maybe you go back to the to the Norvell and Fuente days where you're going and finding a guy who can you know bring some energy, uh, get this thing back to a point where, come on, Jeff, in a in a in an AAC that's as watered down as this, that at least got you in contention every year. Um, I'm hoping Ryan Silverfield gets it to that point this year, and we don't have to talk about this. I was, li- yeah. I, I was listening to we the show. I was listening to the show yesterday. I'm, I'm getting through two more topics before I let you go very quickly. One is listen to the show yesterday, and I hear. I often hear breaking news on your show, uh, breaking news that Malcolm Dandridge is in the directory at the University of Memphis. Do you put any significance on this? Oh, I mean, uh, I just think it's more. It's just another sign that this is all. This is the worst kept secret in Memphis. And and I <laughs> okay. listen. I I went. I went. Uh, I actually messaged a little bit with Malcolm yesterday, oh. and the feeling I get is that it, it, yes. This is going to happen. I mean, Penny's basically all but said it, that they were going to have a meeting when he got back from the Dominican Republic, and there's still a spot. But, you know, I, I get the sense that Malcolm wants to announce this in his way. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it, and, and it's, it's clearly going to happen. Look, they need the body. And particularly after you lose Tiafale Leonard, uh, uh, he goes pro. You could use another big body. And more, more importantly, we don't know on DeAndre Williams yet. And so it just makes a lot of sense. Penny could use all the familiar faces he can get in there. There's very few, especially if, you, if you're not going to have DeAndre back. You've just got Jaden. Malcolm knows your system. He can help with those big guys like I told Jeffrey yesterday. And it uh, just makes a lot of sense. And I imagine here in the next few days we'll see news of, of Malcolm you know, coming out, back out of the transfer portal and back home to Memphis. And then finally, I was listening to uh, your man Hurd, uh, who's just a great guest. I really love, I love hearing him. Um, and And – and I have to say, I was embarrassed for your co-host as he was trying to get, he has a son in utero now, and he was trying to get her to agree to take him and accept him. And it was pro, essentially, it seemed to me that he was trying to, trying to get him involved in, uh, in that program 
in utero. And I don't know where the line is. What did Hurd say? Third grade, fifth grade, sixth grade? But have we no dignity? Well, I, I got to admit, it was, me, it was me that probably started that first. And John, after calling what I did, <laughs> clownish, did it himself. I mean, you, you said the word pandering. It, it, it's pretty disgusting when we throw our kids up to her and say, please, please take our son. We think he could be good enough. And, and I got to give credit to her. Like, the way he, uh, the way he sort he of pushed great. us off politely yeah pushes guys i don't do elementary school I've, i'm a you know that's it, it politely telling us that was beneath him and to, to wait a few years yeah no i thought he handled it well now what we couldn't help ourselves i mean Hurd is the king of the uh of of, of team fad in terms of uh, putting that program together they're on the best circuit in the world and sure we'd love to see our kids there it's tough not to ask Hurd, man take them under your wing um but what i love about about Hurd, self-made man I mean, a, a guy who's gotten it out the mud wasn't the best basketball player on his team. That was sad, but was one of the smartest.